Now, my next guest is one of our greatest living artists, having painted the portraits of everyone from Bill Clinton to Angela Merkel to Britain's Queen Elizabeth. On Thursday last, he was announced as the winner of the Royal College of Surgeons Art Award for 2022 for his depiction of musician Glenn Hansard in his work entitled Glenn. Dr. Colin Davidson, good morning to you. Good morning to you too. Lovely to speak to you. Listen, you have won so many international awards. I was just looking at them. But what does it mean to you to win this award, your portrait of Glenn? Well, I'm hugely thrilled. I really am. I think, you know, as an artist, I, you know, I trap myself in the studio most days. I am painting on my own. And it's not until a piece of work leaves the studio that it has a life of its own. And for a jury of some of them being my peers to see a value in something that I've made, um, you know, it's hugely validating. How did the painting of Glenn Hansard come about? Mm, There I am. It was (laughs) probably 20... 10, I painted Glenn first, and that ended up being the painting that he used on the front cover of an album. And it was actually the the second large-scale portrait that I made. I then, um, I suppose it was five years after that, I then um, saw Glenn on Instagram or on Twitter or something like that, and I said, I would love to paint you as you are because his beard was fairly huge, his hair was long <laughs> and his look was slightly different from the last time. And then we we joked, as we got to know each other more and as our friendship grew, I sort of joked about, look, we should do, uh, I should do a painting every five years. And um, Glenn sort of, kind of, we kind of agreed to it, but then um, COVID hit and uh, the first time I had a chance to paint Glenn again was really earlier this year. Um, and at that point, I'd been experimenting with three dimensions and um, sort of extending the paintings into three dimensions, blurring the line between sculpture and painting. And um, I said, look, Glenn, I'd love to, I'd love to experiment with you a bit. So uh, he agreed to it. And that's the painting which we see in the RHA now. It's really stunning. I mean, I know you've painted everyone from, you know, Queen Elizabeth to Brad Pitt to Angela Merkel. I mean, when you've someone like Queen Elizabeth sit for you, you know, are there strict rules around it? I mean, can you give directions to her as to how she should hold her head, what angle she should sit at? Miriam, those are all the questions that I asked at the very start, because I know... um, Certainly, that sitting took place with the Queen in 2016. And um, I, I suppose I, I was very aware before that, that each sitting is like starting from scratch for, for me. There's a new human being in front of me. I'm, I, It's an unknown. And <clears throat> I know that the sittings can take their own roots. And it's not it's not um, contrived by me. It just it just is the spirit of the encounter. And so I did say to the Queen's diary secretary at the start, look, I know the protocol is that I'm I don't speak until I'm spoken to and all those things. And she just stopped me and said, no, the Queen will expect you to direct her. 
she will expect you to chat and she will chat back. And it was once I got through the initial nerves in the yellow drawing room and Buckingham Palace looking over the mall. It was actually at 11 a.m. whenever the changing of the guard was going on. So it was it, it was weird in a really good way. And um, in fact, the Queen commented on it'd be how appropriate it was that it was the Irish guards playing mm-hmm. that day. But um, no, we did. We just started to chat about stuff. We, we chatted about her upcoming 90th birthday. We talked about uh, where I'm from. We talked about work that I'd done. We talked about portraits that she had sat for. And what what you hope is that you trap the spirit of that in the painting it, it, itself, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember Bill Clinton saying of the portrait you did of him that you captured exactly almost what you're talking about, a part of him he tried to keep hidden I mean, do you study your subjects as well, Colin, intensely before they even sit for you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the people that I have the privilege of painting are public, uh, world-renowned people. And so I'm very aware of them. In fact, whenever I was painting the Queen, I I, I stopped myself in my tracks as I... Uh, paid for the meal the night before with uh, a couple of 20 pound notes and saw her face there so mm. with bill clinton yeah i mean uh, that was that was one of the best things that he could have said about a piece of work of mine now it's not always necessarily the best way to make friends mm. by stripping away the facade because we all as human beings have a facade a self-imposed facade of some sort And I am privileged over the couple of hours that I spend with someone of being able to glimpse behind that, of being able to see what um, what the human being, what the equal human being is like. And I think the 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 moment I chose to paint with Bill Clinton, for instance, uh, that sitting took place in New York, uh, was the moment that we were talking about back home. And we've got to acknowledge completely, um, although um, <clears throat> Bill Clinton, as any ex or as any past president would be, divides opinion in the States. I think over here in Ireland and certainly in the North, you know, we acknowledge completely the seismic role, the huge role which he and his envoy, George Mitchell, um the part that they both played in our peace process. And so that was the moment I chose to paint. Whenever we were talking about here, we were talking about lost lives. And he was genuinely moved whenever, he was, he was genuinely still moved by um, the stories of loss in this place. And that's the painting I chose to make of him. And on that, I mean, your exhibition, Silent Testimony, in which you paint the portraits of 18 people bereaved or injured during the troubles spanning political and religious divides. Was that a more difficult task to take on, Colin? It was, Miriam, I think the um, most challenging piece of work that I've ever done. I spent a year making that work. And I suppose... My, uh, the, the, I suppose the spark, the germ of the idea came when, when, 
I suppose, with the Good Friday Agreement in 1998, where I looked at it and went, well, you know, there's save for a few lines, there's there's nothing in it for victims and survivors. In fact, the perpetrators are going to be free. And of course, that's all part of what a peace process is. I'm not commenting on that. But I'm, as a now what I am is a victims campaigner amongst lots of other things. But but I um that was that that was the I suppose the spark of the idea. And whenever I started to make my large scale head paintings in twenty ten, I realized that I might have found the vehicle through which to explore it as an artist. I went to Wave Trauma Center in Belfast. The Ulster Museum partnered me on the idea. And I met 18 individuals who were carrying the weight of loss from the dark days here. And it changed my life. I I think the nothing compared with the trauma that they're daily going through. But, um, you know, there was a trauma that I experienced in hearing the graphic details of what it means for a loved one to be caught in a bomb blast. And what I did was I poured the energy of that trauma back into the paintings. And what I hope is I trapped something of that in the paint and also used my own art as a therapy through it. Um, but it's taken on a life of its own. It's what I said at the start, Miriam, where... Um, you know, once a painting leaves the studio or a body of work leaves the studio, you no longer have control. It's over to everybody else to complete the works in his or her own way. It's just it's such a powerful exhibition, Silent Testimony. Where did your love, Colin, of painting originate? I mean, were you painting as a little boy from a young age? Yeah, I really was. People ask me, I think, when did you or when did you start to paint? probably thinking it was when I was in my teens or when I went to art school. I started to paint whenever I was about one, whenever my, you know, like us all, you know, a, a crayon or a paintbrush is put into our hands as a kid to let us play. And I just never st- stopped when my friends were out kicking the ball around the street. I was in making things or or painting. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, did, I did take the art school route and I had a design and advertising firm for a very short while before I, uh, it was around about 23 years ago now, decided to take the step to paint full time. And having graduated, of course, from the University of Ulster in 91, 30 years later, you're back there as Chancellor. How did that feel? Incredible. I mean, I... Um, I, I've never really lost touch with Ulster University, I must say. Um, obviously, the art school is part of that. And um, I, 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 I have a real affection for the place. I have good experiences of having been there. And um, I think, to, of course, being chancellor um, is... It is to take part in all of the nice stuff, you know. It's um, I'm 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 there whenever people are celebrating their graduations. I'm there to see the um, the outcomes of a year's worth of work with the art students' final shows. 
I'm there to greet people as they come and, uh, and see the place. So I I champion it. Um, I'm thrilled, but it's it, it's wonderful to be back. And Colin, I know you've an exhibition of your work in Banbridge at the moment. It's running, I think, until September the 10th at the F.E. McWilliam Gallery in Banbridge. And for anyone who wants to see your stunning portrait of Glenn Hansard, it's definitely worth seeing. They can do so at the Royal Hibernian Academy until July the 24th. And all details are available on rhagallery.ie. Colin Davidson, as ever, it's lovely to speak to you. Mind yourself and keep up your great work. Miriam, thank you very much as always. My pleasure. And listen, that's it from us for today. Um, My thanks on sound today to Caro Hare. Taryn O'Sullivan was our BCO. The programme was produced by the series producer Cora Ennis. Stay listening for Derville. Until next Sunday, have a lovely day. Chat soon. Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1.